So uh, just last weekend, here at the chapel, we launched into a new series we've entitled Encounters with Jesus. You know, everywhere that Jesus went, people's lives were changed. Whether there was someone that was in dire need of a miraculous touch or someone that thought they had blown it and had been going the complete wrong direction in life, an encounter with Jesus could change all that. And so over these weeks, we're, we're looking at some of these beautiful, powerful encounters to see both what we can learn about how Jesus changed people's lives, but in an effort to better understand how he can and wants to change our lives as well. And the passage that we're going to look at this morning contains one more of these powerful encounters. It's the story of the faith of the Roman centurion or the Roman officer found in Luke chapter 7. Some of your Bibles may say the faith of the centurion. Uh, A centurion was simply a a Roman officer that was in charge of about a hundred men. They were critically important to the Roman army and the, the backbone of everything that happened through the army's efforts. And in this story, we're going to discover some incredible faith in this Roman soldier. So let's follow along and we'll catch some, some of the background as we go. It says, when Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. Now, he had just finished what is known as the Sermon on the Mount, probably the greatest message ever given. And people were, were just, just riveted by Jesus' words and teaching, the way he taught with authority and addressed the, all the different areas of life. And so Jesus has just finished the Sermon on the Mount, and he's headed, it says, back to Capernaum. Capernaum is a city that was on the northern side of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus, much of his ministry was centered in that general region, and he would travel from town to town teaching and preaching and healing. And he would always return back to Capernaum. It was like his home base of operations. And here he comes back into Capernaum, and it says, And at that time, a highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. Now this Roman officer uh, was not allowed to marry because of his service. And uh, oftentimes uh, those that became slaves or servants in the home of one of these officers became like family to them. And here it says there was this highly valued slave. Matthew's a record of this same story says that it was a young boy that was probably a slave. And he was very important to this Roman officer. And it says he was sick and near death. Matthew's account says that he was paralyzed and laying and suffering in bed. And it says that when the officer heard then about Jesus... He sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and to heal his slave. And so these Jewish elders, they came and they 
earnestly begged Jesus to help this man. They said, if anyone deserves your help, he does. For he loves the Jewish people and he even built a synagogue for us. It says, so then Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I'm not worthy of such an honor. I'm not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. He said, I know this because I am under authority, the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. It says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And Jesus, turning to the crowd that was following him, said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And it says, when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. What an encounter. And while this story focuses in on the healing of this highly valued slave, I think what rises to the surface of the story really is the amazing faith of the Roman officer. Remember, Jesus heard all this, and it says Jesus was amazed. You know, all the other times in Scripture, it's people being amazed at Jesus, right? That's the normal way that things were happening in that day, from, from his birth. I mean, Luke chapter 2, verse 33, it says Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. A little bit further, Luke 2.47, Jesus is probably 12, 13 years old, and he's in the temple having religious theological conversations with the spiritual leaders of the day. And it says, and all who heard him, all who heard Jesus were what? Amazed at his understanding and his answers. In Luke 4.22, it says, everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips, from Jesus' lips, what he said, what he stood for, it amazed people. In Luke 4.32, it says, there too the people, they were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with such authority. And in Luke 5.26, we know the story of four friends that had a friend who was paralyzed. They wanted to get their friend to Jesus and The house that Jesus was teaching in was so crowded they couldn't get in. And so they climbed the roof and they start picking the roof apart and they lower their friend just to get a touch from Jesus because they knew that an encounter with Jesus can change everything. And Jesus healed that paralyzed man. And it says, and everyone was gripped with wonder and awe and they praised God exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. Time and time and time again, what Jesus said and did would cause bewilderment, amazement in the hearts of people. But in this particular passage that we look at today, it's not Jesus that everyone is amazed at. 
It's Jesus being amazed at this Roman officer's faith. There's only one other time that Jesus was amazed at someone's faith. John Bloom writes, The only other time this word is used to describe Jesus' response to other people's faith is in Mark chapter 6, verse 6, when Jesus marvels or is amazed at what? At the lack of faith in the people of Nazareth, the people in his own hometown. It's the one time that Jesus is amazed at faith, but he's amazed at their lack of faith. But here he's amazed at this man's amount of faith. And so it begs the question, I want to know, don't you? What was it? What was it about this Roman officer's faith that amazed Jesus? As I, as I read this historical account, I think three things stick out to me. The first reason why I think Jesus was amazed by this Roman officer's faith is because it was an unlikely faith. An unlikely faith. Let me explain more of what I mean by that. It says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And turning to the crowd, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Remember, Jesus had been teaching around the Sea of Galilee. He just shared the Sermon on the Mount. He had, he had seen people's belief and faith and followership. And yet here, as he returns to Capernaum, he, he discovers this faith that he says he has not seen in the whole region of Israel. The, 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 the home of faith. And he says, I've never seen anything like, like, this was more faith than he saw anywhere else that he went or in anyone else that he met. That's why I say this was an unlikely faith, not just because of where he discovered it, but because of who he discovered it in. Remember? It was the faith of a Roman officer. Romans were considered pagan. Romans were Gentiles. The people of that day thought Jesus came for the Jewish people. This was an unlikely... It was Roman officers, remember? that would nail Jesus' hands and feet into a wooden cross. I love what one Bible commentary said. The centurion, this Roman officer, was one of the most unlikely persons to amaze Jesus. He was a Gentile. Doubtless he had a pagan upbringing. He was a Roman stationed in Palestine to subject the Jews to the emperor's rule. He was a man of war. He achieved the rank of centurion, by distinguishing himself above others in the brutal Roman martial arts. And they write, not exactly the resume that you would expect for becoming one of the Bible's great heroes of the faith. See, this story, Jesus is pulling back the veil and helping us understand that faith can be found in some of the most unlikely places and faith can even be discovered in some of the most unlikely people. Just like this Roman officer. It was an unlikely faith. I love Matthew's account. Now Matthew gives us a, a, a bigger picture into the, the conversation that Jesus has just been having. Right after Jesus says those words, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel... In Matthew's account, primarily because Matthew was writing 
to a Jewish audience. And Jesus is about to make a point. And so Matthew records Jesus' words, and it says, I tell you this, Jesus is speaking, that many Gentiles, kind of like this Gentile pagan Roman officer that has incredible faith, uh, will come from all over the world, from the east and the west, and they will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. Now, for any Jewish person of the day, they would have been dumbfounded by this statement. You see, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those were the fathers of the Jewish faith. It was the Jewish people that thought they were going to be the ones sitting at this heavenly feast someday. And here Jesus says, I'm telling you guys, you're going to be surprised. And many Gentiles will be there. And there's this this great juxtaposition in the text of what Jesus says. He says in verse 12 then, but let me say to you, but many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, he says many of them will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. Jesus was saying it's not your religious or blood heritage that will sit you at the table with Jesus in the heavenly realms. It's only our faith. And primarily, who that faith is truly in. This is why I say, this was an unlikely faith. The kind of faith that amazed even Jesus. So I wonder, as a next step for us, maybe even as we've been talking about this Roman officer, you've thought of somebody in your life, a, a family member, a friend, a coworker, an unlikely, right? Someone that you think, man, no, they'd never go for this God thing. Nah, no, she'd never, I don't think she'd ever want to come to church with me. I think Jesus is trying to help us see that there is hope for the unlikelies. Or maybe you're here and you're not thinking about somebody else, you're thinking about yourself. Maybe maybe you're the unlikely. Maybe you feel like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm good enough for God, I don't, I don't know if I belong here, I don't know, I'm, I'm not so sure about this whole Jesus thing. Maybe Jesus is just wanting to let you know that there's hope for you too. I wonder whoever God has placed on your mind, maybe we could ask a question. Who is that person? But then how are we praying for them? Part of our 2020 vision here, the chapel, was to have everyone moving towards someone to help them move towards Jesus. To pick three people that we know don't have that living, everyday relationship with God. And to, to invest in them relationally and to pray for them regularly. And to look for opportunity to invite them. Even the unlikelies. 
So whoever God's put on your heart and mind, I just want us to close our eyes and just to take a moment and to lift up those friends or family or coworkers. Jesus, we bring them before you right now. Whoever's been on our mind, even if that means it's us. Jesus, what you did, how this Roman officer came to faith, we don't fully understand, but he had an unlikely faith that amazed you. And it was unexpected. And so Jesus, never let us write anyone off. There is no one for which you have not given your life And there's no one that is beyond your incredible reach. And so we pray for those that we care about and know and work with, even the most unlikelies. Jesus, would you help us be your representative to showing your love and grace and truth? And would you bring more and more unlikelies to yourself? This we ask because we know that you care and there's hope for everyone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You see, this this Roman officer's faith amazed Jesus. I think first and foremost because it was so unlikely. But secondly, I think this faith amazed Jesus because it was a humble faith. A humble faith. Remember, at Luke 7, 3 to 5, it says, When the officer heard about Jesus, when he heard that he had come back to Capernaum, this officer, remember, that had a highly valued slave that was sick and dying, it says he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask Jesus to come and heal his slave. Now, that's interesting. He was a Roman officer. like He was in charge. He could have made demands, commands, But out of respect, out of humility, this Roman officer sends some Jewish elders to go and ask Jesus to come and heal a slave. It was humility. He wasn't about to order Jesus around, but he sent someone that he knew that Jesus respected or that Jesus would listen to because of their religious upbringing and heritage. And he asks them, Go, go ask for them. And verse 4, it says, So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. Now, it's interesting how they appeal to Jesus here. It says, uh, If anyone deserves your help, he does. They're talking about the Roman officer. I mean, they, they knew, like, oh, Jesus, I mean, this Roman officer, he's asking for a healing, and Jesus might not know much about him. Maybe he doesn't, you know, why would Jesus help a Roman, a Gentile. So let's put a good word in for him. Let's point out his his goodness, right? See, this is what religion does. Religion oftentimes goes to God on the basis of what we've done for God or what we think we've done for God. Somehow thinking that, you know, if I do good things, um, well, then when I ask God for something, well, then he's he's going to have to do it or it kind of twists his arm Because I've been doing my part. And this is what the Jewish elders do. They appeal to him on the basis of this Roman officer's actions. 
the things that he's done. Now, he's done some great things. It says, for if anyone deserves your help, he does. For he loves the Jewish people. And he even built a synagogue for us. Like, this was a very unusual and very unlikely faith found in a Roman officer 